Would you like to sit down, please? I know Josie would like to thank you for all taking the time to come and be with her today as we say goodbye to Des, but also have a time of thanksgiving for his life. I'd just like to open us up with a short prayer and then read some scriptures that are a comfort and a strength to us at a time of loss and that time of departure. Father, just ask you come by your Holy Spirit as the comforter, particularly for Josie and her brother at this time, and for all those that mourn. May you presence yourself in a real way. But Lord, we look to you, and we thank you for Desi's life, his service, and we thank you for the long life that he had. And we just ask now, Lord, that you will touch each one of us through the words and the music today. And it, uh, we thank you for this beautiful day in order to rest, rest our friend Des in that pasture adjoining this chapel. In Jesus' name, amen. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. And shortly after Jesus said this, Jesus died on the cross and on the third day he rose again from the dead. Since then, those who come to believe in Jesus have found that they too can share in his wonderful victory over death. Des was one of these who found Jesus in his death and resurrection, and that made all the difference to his life. Amen. I hope you're all enjoying seeing the picture of Des as a slightly younger man than his 90 and a half. I loved that when Josie said that to me, that he was 90 and a half, and I'll come back to that later. The scripture, for those of you who can't see on the top, it says, the Son of God who loved me and gave himself from me, for me. So we stand together and sing this beautiful hymn that so many of you will know. Here is love vast as an ocean.
Would you like to sit down? In Romans 8, it says this, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, demons, neither present nor future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. We've got two Bible readings that have been chosen by Josie and that Des loved. The first one is from Matthew. If the first reader could come, please. And that's Liz. The first reading is from Matthew, chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from Philippians that Helen Ford will now read for us all. Philippians 4, verses 4, 6, and 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you like to stand with me? 
and we're going to sing, Oh, the love of God is boundless. you like to sit down we're having a thanksgiving service for a life and I'm going to ask Barry who knew him so well to come and share what we're saying thank you for thank you for Des and what he did and who he was so welcome to Barry thank you not just to say thank you but I think to celebrate his life which meant so much to me and I'm sure to everybody here um, it's a privilege to come, and I thank Josie for asking me if I would uh, give the tribute today. And Doreen, my wife, would have loved to have been here. She's actually been listening, Josie, to this service on my mobile phone, which is now switched off, um, but uh, was just so that she could share something of the service with us. I, I've, I've been given a script, and I'm going to be good and keep to the script, because I should get into trouble with Josie if I don't, and I don't want that. <laughs> Um, but uh, I just want to add just a few comments uh, first and just say, you know, I don't know what your memories are of, of Desmond. I'll, I'll just show a little one at the end. But 
what would you say about Desmond? How would you describe him? Well, I put a number of things down. I said he was a quiet man, a very quiet man. Some people, I think, had difficulty getting to know Des because he was so quiet. He was a dependable man. You could actually depend on him. If he said he was going to do something, he did it, and he did it diligently, dependable and diligent. Another characteristic was that he was diffident. That's a, a, a real old rural characteristic to be diffident. He wasn't assertive. He wasn't pushy. And I felt sure that if there was an argument, he was the one who would step down and back away. I think I want to say he was a real gentleman and a real gentleman. He was a man of compassion. He was a man of prayer. He was a man, as we've already heard, whose faith was strong and centered in Jesus and his saving work upon the cross. One other word that comes to mind when I think about Desmond, he was an encourager. And in the years in which I was the minister here, and in the years over which I knew him, I got to know him in 1963. So that's quite a long way back, isn't it? And uh, so I look back on those years, and I remember the encouragement that he gave to me in many situations. Des was born in St. Bartholomew's Hospital in London. Didn't live in London, but his mum had gone there for the birth. And he was born on March the 17th, 1923, to Walter and Annie Luck. He was brought up at Oakley in Joe's Lane, Windmill Hill, until he was 15 years old, when he moved with his parents to the chalet bungalow on the main road, Waveney, which had been newly built by his father. He started school at a local private school and later went to school in North Street, Hailsham, along with his cousin, Reg. He also attended the chapel here in Chapel Row, where his mother's family had worshipped for many, many years. He also would go occasionally with his father to the chapel at Boreham Street, where his father was the organist. So he had links with both chapels. Des, as many of us will remember, was a local painter and decorator for about 45 or 50 years, and this was a business that he'd inherited from his father. So he was well-known throughout the neighborhood. And I still have memories of him, I'm sure a number do, riding his bike, cluttered around with pots of paint and other paraphernalia. Have you got that memory, some of you? Remember seeing him do that wonderful picture in my mind. People were always pleased to employ Des to do work for him because he was a perfectionist when it came to his work. He was also an outdoor kind of person and uh, like so many of uh, his era, he could tell you more about the weather than ever the weatherman can. On. I'm sure he knew Mr. Fish had got it wrong anyway when he said there wasn't going to be a gale. So, uh, but he was a good, good forecaster of weather. He could tell you also the names of the birds simply by listening to their song. And his favorite sport was cricket, which he used to attend with his father. And he used to also like to follow the hunt, huntsmen when they were over the fields. Des was baptized by immersion as a believer, along with Josie, on the 9th of May, 1964, uh, when Mission for Christ were much involved. We conducted a mission in this village and then we followed it up with Bible teaching here over a period of a couple of years. And we also conducted a mission down in Eastbourne at the United Apostolic Faith Church in Upperton Road 
and that's where they were baptised and uh, also uh, baptised in the Holy Spirit. And Des and Josie were later married on the 25th of March 1967 by the pastor of that church, the late Fred Hubert, who was quite a character from Canada. Married for 25 years, Josie and Desmond, and Josie will always be grateful for the way in which Des allowed her, she wrote this, to fill his house with numerous dogs and visiting children, uh, which he actually seemed to enjoy having around as well. Des took ill about 18 months ago with a stroke. I remember visiting him in Hamden Park when I was uh, doing some work just not very far away. And he spent his last years in Birchholt Retirement Home in Ninfield, where he was well looked after. Looked after, Josie says, splendidly. And I'm sure that was true. And uh, Josie would particularly like to express thanks to the staff. And I think the church would want to stand behind that for the dedication and care that they gave. He slipped away peacefully on October the 1st, 2013, to be with his Lord and Saviour Jesus. One other memory that I've got of Desmond has to do with his laugh. How many people can remember Desmond's laugh? He had a kind of irrepressible chuckle that used to come from time to time. And it was rather special. But I remember after he had been baptised and had a wonderful experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit that he couldn't stop himself laughing sometimes and praising the Lord. And my abiding memory of him riding that bike with all the pots and paints and kettles and things that used to be on the side, praising God at the top of his voice. He actually attended a meeting in London, a huge meeting, where he stood and gave testimony to the faithfulness and goodness of God. It's a privilege to have known him and I look forward to meeting him again. I think we'll all agree that uh, Barry has painted a wonderful, colourful picture of Des's life, and I think even Des would have liked to have heard that, and perhaps, in a sense, he has through us now. So thank you, Barry. A beautiful hymn. I cannot tell why he whom angels worship. Shall we stand together? You will recognize the tune. Amen. Yeah. 
Would you like to sit down? I know you'd like to know that after the service, we have Diane and the village ladies through there cutting, buttering, and making food and sandwiches and drinks for you. Please, please, don't, Josie would love to see you individually. So even if you have to go quickly, would you just come through and perhaps say hello, au revoir, and so on. But if you can stay, she would love to share that time with you um, as part of her. Thank you for you coming, but also in memory of Des and Thanksgiving for him as well. So do do that just in case we... And the other thing is, when we come to the time of committal, that any of you who wish to join us there has it such a beautiful day, and that's an answer to prayer in itself, isn't it? When you think of Sunday, you think of the forecast for tomorrow, we did pray for this weather that this would be right. So if you'd like to join us there, if you're able to, then please come, and uh, we will do the uh, committal at the graveside, and then come back in order to share the Thanksgiving meal together. A word of explanation. Immediately after Des had passed away, I met with Josie, and I went to pray for her and to minister for her, but the Lord had given her a comfort and strength that was singular. And in a way, to my surprise, she prayed. And as she prayed, the Lord gave me a scripture. And that scripture has not left me. And that's the bedrock of the address to you today. But as a preamble to that, there will be a picture and there are words of a song. I just ask you to listen to the words. The chorus is the scripture and the verses are very powerful. So I'll ask Matt to play. That's just a single picture. And as that picture is up there, can I ask you to hold, as Barry so wonderfully shared, a happy memory of Des, something you knew about him, something he said just at that time and if you want that to be the time of your farewell he's already with the lord but if you just want to hand him over until you meet him again then would you like to do that in this time of this chorus matt Unless a grain of wheat shall fall. These are the words of Jesus as reported in John's Gospel. Just before these words, Jesus announces his humanity as the Son of Man. This Son of Man who is concerned about every man and woman who lives. And so it was with Des, our friend, who rests with us today. But his spirit, his spirit resides in heaven with Jesus. 
Yes, Jesus knew Des, but more important is that Des knew Jesus personally. Des, who had become more and more frail and afflicted by his past stroke, has come to that place of healing and wholeness in paradise. So Des, by his relationship with Jesus, inherits the promises Jesus makes to all believers. And in turn, Jesus is glorified in all the souls that he saves. As the week falls, so it bursts through the husk. And so we go through the husk of death to seed, to germinate in that new place called heaven. So as the Bible says of Jesus, the word was made flesh. That means he was human. And dwelt among us. And we saw his glory. The glory that is only made of the Father. Full of grace and truth. And Des, he loved the glory of the countryside as I brought him from chapel from Birchholt as he searched with his eyes for the changes in the seasons, the colours, the light, and the various land and cloud formations. He smiled and he used to look, and I think the only thing he liked more after the communion, which we shared, was to go back to Birchhold for his full roast dinner. That was his joy, coming out of the home and seeing so as we climb the hills to join us here in communion, and you know, he did that only two weeks before he passed away. Two weeks. This Des, this chap, he came here probably as a pre-teenager. In the chorus that you heard, the verse, verse, verse says this, If we have died with him, then we shall live with him. If we hold firm, we shall reign with him. And Des held firm on his faith foundations, and the, bless, the Lord blessed him with ninety and a half years' life. I like the half bit, don't you? It's like young children who tell you, I'm four and a half. I love that. But Des did not live life by halves but fully in Jesus, despite, despite the ups and downs of life. And the circle of life continues for those of us left, and in particular for Josie and Keith. So today we come knowing that if a flower blooms forever, there's no growth. If that flower bloomed forever, there would be no growth. It is only by the flower fading can the seed pod fall to marry with the ground, so many blooms flower in the same place, but next year. Only by dying can you be raised to new life. So death is not the end. This gives the lie to the popular phrase, I hear it all the time, you only live twice, uh, once, you only live once, and then da da da, you only live once. No, no, in Jesus you live here on earth under his blessing and in the relationship you have with Jesus who has died so you can have new life after your death.
then that life internal is in that place called heaven. Life in that place with God the Father. The corn of wheat gets to be alone. Jesus was alone in the garden of Gethsemane. Alone in the grave. But he cannot bear, he cannot bear to be alone in heaven. Who else is there? The whosoevers. Who's that? Who's a whosoever? That's you, and you, and you, and you, and me. Whosoever believes in me, that's Jesus, shall not die, but have eternal life. So why have I said all this today? It is because our friend Des, who we will shortly lay to earthly rest, would have not wanted you to come today in thanksgiving for his life, then to eat and drink there, and then to leave without hearing the truth that set him free, so that you might be truly free. If it die, it bring forth much fruit. In Jesus, you will find the life of life. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Des was my friend, and this talk has not been easy to frame. But a sermon that costs nothing is worth nothing. Today's scripture theme comes from the heart of God. If it did not, it will not go to your heart. And as I said earlier, Des is that corn of wheat dying to bring forth fruit. He would not want you to leave today disappointed. Amen. A final hymn's got wonderful words. It's called Wonderful Grace. And you think, well, what grace means? It's one of those words that could be difficult to get hold of. But somebody once said it's God's riches at Christ's expense. Wonderful grace. Would you like to stand and sing that with me, please?
to the notes, listen to the music. First verse. Wonderful grace gives what I don't deserve. Raise me what Christ has done. Let me go free. Wonderful grace that gives me Thank you.